Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Hello, and welcome back to the OMG podcast. We're going to have a more intimate conversation today about compassion, self-compassion. How do you know what it is? How do you show it to yourself? How do you show it to others? How do you let it impact your, the world around you? Recently, I was listening to a podcast called We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle Melton and her wife, Abby. And um, it's a great podcast if you're looking for a new one. But recently they had a guest on. It's a poet that I've loved for a long time. Their name is Andrea Gibson. And um, in their interview, they talk with Andrea about how Andrea was diagnosed a few years back with ovarian cancer and went, you know, and did chemotherapy and was in remission and had seemed to beat it. And Andrea talked about how and Andrew uses they them pronouns but so how they lost every hair on their body like even eyelashes and because Andrew is a poet they talked about how many wishes that that was wasted and all these beautiful moments are in this interview but the cancer is now back and it has spread to Andrea's liver and they were talking about how awful that is for Andrea's partner Meg and and for Andrea's friends and family and Andrea talks about kind of how they've had to make a relationship with or form a relationship with their mortality because Andrea's always been really afraid of death, which I think is a relatable topic and and sickness and and pain and things like that. And so Andrea reads this beautiful poem that they wrote kind of inspired by a breathwork session that they did where there's a tumor on Andrea's liver and within that breathwork session, Andrea got the message that from spirit or source that they needed to send love to that tumor, like to the cancer and how just profound and transformative that was. And Andrea said, you know, I did that and it's completely shifted how I see this. And Andrea said, you know, I am not going to focus on dying. I'm going to focus on living and um, talking about like, you know, compassion and love and the thought that if someone can send love to their cancer, like I can't even wrap my head around that, but just how to the thing that potentially is going to be. Exactly. Exactly. And how unfair that is to everyone around Mm -hmm. that person, you know, their loved ones and friends and family and and fans since Andrea is, you know, a famous poet. And so I don't know. I just thought about that, like showing compassion to ourselves. How do we do that? You know, do we do it regularly? I know I certainly don't. I think we're very often our own worst critics and can be very like negative to ourselves. I was thinking of Rosalie and I've had this similar discussion on one of our walks in the woods, and we were talking about bad quote unquote people. Like, I'll use Putin as an example. <laughs> Vladimir. Yeah, who is like blowing up Ukraine and seems to be a dictator and seems to be all these horrible things that we don't resonate with. And so that creates feelings like I can't stand that person. I hate that horrible person. And I told her, or we were talking about, I was like, what if we just 
sent so much love to him, if everybody just focused on sending him love, mm-hmm. would it change him? Like, would it make him less aggressive? Or would, it, would it be enough to shift the vibration around him enough for him to see a little bit of what he's doing? Right. Yeah. So it's interesting that she was using it towards cancer, which people can be a cancer sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But being able to do that is really difficult because you see the bad things that people are doing or you see the bad things that cancer is doing in somebody's body and how it's affecting people around them. Well, and it's hard to send that to just exactly what you said when it doesn't resonate with you. It's hard to get on a vibration where you can kind of commune with that energy. You know what I mean? I mean, I I think that's what makes it so hard is because it is so much of a different vibration from where we're at at the moment that to, to connect with it enough to know that you're giving it that energy. Yeah. I think I it just makes it hard for people. But I have always been kind of intrigued by these type of topics like radical acceptance and radical forgiveness and what that really means. What is to forgive someone that's wronged you, but radical forgiveness? Yeah. It's a hard topic to wrap your mind around. It is. And I don't know that I have, I don't even know exactly what it would mean for me. Like if I think about people who have wronged me in the past and that if I get re-triggered by it, then it's like it comes all back fresh again. So right. then you realize like I haven't completely forgiven that. But are you forgiving layers of it at a time? And then at mm. some point, then it's completely you let go of it. And you, it's really released and really gone and really radically forgiven but to be able to do that and like i'm going to radically forgive this person or i'm radically going to forgive myself for doing this thing i don't know that's really hard it is especially when it's like something traumatic like you said or really difficult or that provides triggers in your present day you know there was a workshop that you invited me to several years back and it was about radical forgiveness and it was that book, I think by Colin Tipping, maybe is his name, Radical Forgiveness. And it has like worksheets and stuff to go along with it. And there was a very specific instance and person in mind that I went into that session with that had, I think, this specific interaction that I had with this person stayed with me for years and years and years. And it affected my like people pleasing and it affected my like view of myself, my self worth, all that stuff. And in that workshop, It was like you write, if I remember correctly, it's been years, but you write down like what happened from your perspective and then you write down how that person or how you reacted. And then you write down on the backside, like with no emotion, just objectively, what was the action that happened or what was the words that were said? And you sort of like step back outside of yourself to see it for a minute. And I think you actually like write, like write down instances or things where what else could that have meant? Yes. Because I, I remember yes. in the one that I did, you know, are they, I was explaining what I did to someone else. Yeah. I was like, you know, if Johnny steals your ice cream, then you feel violated. And right. You feel, you feel like that you're less than Johnny and you feel like you're always going to be a victim. Right. But, and, and so you hate Johnny for making you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Well, what if Johnny was from a family that didn't have enough money mm-hmm. to give him a quarter for ice cream? And he'd gone all week and watched everybody else have ice cream when he didn't have any. And he was just fed up with it. And he took yours. Mm-hmm. How would how would you feel about him then? Like, I remember like having to write down, like coming up with another story. 
Like, yeah. this is my story. To see more of their humanity than just, like, to Brenda's point in the woods, like, Putin being good or bad, right? And, I mean, that's a, obviously an extreme example because I can't even, I feel like none of us here probably could wrap our heads around what it would be like to not be an empathetic person. I feel like we're so empathetic and so, like, trying to help others and taking on their emotions and stuff that I can't even imagine being like, yeah, bomb this country or, yeah, execute these people or whatever. Like, that's bizarre but i think see like there's nuances in every person and seeing that like you know johnny may have taken all that anger and that frustration and that energy of of lack and been like i deserve to have this ice cream in this example and didn't know how to get it other than just taking it and so then it's like you can't be that mad at johnny but exactly so when you when you can come up with other stories that you can tell yourself it kind of takes the power away from the story that you've, because you've told yourself this story, the first story, how it made you feel. You've told yourself that story for so many years that it's become your truth. When you can reframe the story and, and think of other reasons why that could have happened that wouldn't be so triggering. I mean, you know, now when it, when that feeling comes up, you can think about maybe this person is you sure. know, this way and this way. To me, it, the person that I did it on, it's helped me not to spiral when they trigger me. You know, not to keep going back to all the bad places. I can go to three bad places. Yeah. In my head, but not have to That's go. Helpful. Yeah. What if little boy Vladimir didn't have love from his parents? What if his power was taken away? And so now he is set to be the one who's in power at any cost possible. Maybe it was taken away from him at all costs. Yeah. I don't know. I think whenever you start to think about that with compassion and grace, all of those things that can be called, you don't, like, I haven't experienced wanting to take over the world. Yeah, no, maybe yeah. never. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's hard to know, or it's hard to think about how somebody could be like that whenever we haven't been like that or we haven't had the experiences made us want to be like that. Sure. So it's hard to walk in somebody else's shoes. Well, and I feel like I want to be very clear that when we're talking about radical acceptance and radical forgiveness. And especially in that instance, we're not saying that we forgive him for the actions. We're not, right. we're not saying that we're making it okay that he is the way he is. Right. What we're saying is that we're going to accept him where he is and we're going to send him love where he is, even though we don't agree with where he is. Right. And so that's, you know, that's kind of like the, Agape love, the the source love, it's unconditional. like it's unconditional. Not looking at who you are, what you've done, what you've given me, what you haven't given me, but just still sending them love anyway and accepting them where they are, not where you wish they would be. Right. See, I think that's such a slippery slope because, mm. like, if you think about like people in my life who have said that phrase that religious people say. Love the sin or hate the hate sin. the sin. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time that it's been told to me, yeah. And it has been used in your case, Karen. Yes, you know because you're gay and stuff. Right. You know, that's sin. That's the yeah. sin. Craven dick. You know. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of similar though because we're putting a judgment on it of that it's bad or it's wrong, right. and I don't know. Well, but that's so hard to say. But it it's hu- but it's human definition. Mm-hmm. Wrong, it's our conditioning, wrong and bad, and good are 
definitions that we as humans have placed on things. And we've accepted that what goes in the good bowl are these things, and what goes in the bad bowl are these things. And they're different for every person. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so there, there's no, when you think about it from, and, and this is what we're talking about when we're talking about like neutral observer, yeah. higher perspective, because it's stuff that doesn't make sense to the human brain. When you're in the body mm-hmm. and you're feeling the stuff and you're thinking about all the wrongs in the world, you, that's low vibration. But when you can go higher and look at it as an, okay, these are definitions that we've made up. Yeah. They're not the reality. We create our reality. Yeah. So I can choose to see them as a soul and not a person, not a definition. I mean, not their actions. Not or their, their actions. Right. Yeah. I, can say, I can see them spirit to spirit, soul to soul, rather than person to person. And I can love that aspect of them, send that aspect love, and still not necessarily say accept. That's the only word I can Sure. Think what their human form is, the choices that 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 human side is making. And then to add to that, like, if we're all co-creating our reality and we are like, we're all part of spirit, we're all part of source, we're all one. Like Andrea said in that interview, like whenever Andrea passes, there was some quote that Andrea said, I think it was something like, all art is created by dead people and we don't even realize it. And I was like, what? And then I got cold chills because Andrea was talking about like when Andrea passes, some of that energy will go to this person's pen and we'll write a new poem or we'll go to this person's brush and paint something. And I was like, how fucking beautiful, you know? But then when you think about it on the opposite end of that, like just Brenda's example of Putin, like we are part of Putin. Putin is part of us as wild as that sounds or to try to wrap your head around. And so how do you send compassion to that, to what a lot of humans think as like the worst parts of ourselves, right? And then not only showing compassion to those kinds of extreme instances, like politicians or dictators or corporations or whatever, but then like even smaller ones like your boss or a coworker or I mean ourselves. So I guess that's a question I'm thinking that I feel like y'all That's some some shadow work stuff right there. It is. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and then we'll dive back into it when we come back because this is just so much fun. Splash. Yep. See you in a minute. All right. Welcome back. We are having a discussion today on radical acceptance and radical forgiveness. So just just being radical is what we're trying to talk about today. And you know, talking about how you have to be in a certain headspace to even be able to fathom that. And Mila and I mentioned this a couple of times. We're we're on a Dolores Cannon kick, like we just can't get enough. <laughs> but when you start listening to things about quantum energy and quantum mechanics and how everything is, we're all one organism. Yeah. Right. We're all different parts of the same thing. So, you know, it's like, how badly do I hate my hand? Yeah. Because Aaron's my hand because he's part of me. Right. We're all the same energy and we all create our same. We create the reality that we experience. Right. Ro creates the reality that Ro experiences. Brenda creates her reality. And we, you know, like we said before, we put definitions on things 
so that the human mind can comprehend it because the soul doesn't need to comprehend it. Right. And just the whole quantum theory discussion can blow your mind in half a second. But that's kind of like where we have to think about this stuff from mm-hmm. to, to see the ability to do that. 100%. Putin is my pinky toe. <laughs> okay, I want a t-shirt immediately that says that. <laughs> and, yes. And not to put you on the spot, row, but I feel like with your Catholic school upbringing, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but do you have any, I don't know, maybe tips for us here in the circle or our listeners at home? Like, are there instances where you show compassion to yourself or to others, even when it's really difficult? Like, are there any kind of tools that you've acquired in the past to be able to do that? In high school, as part of our religious studies, we had to do service hours. Yeah. We had to do so many service hours per year. And we had a choice of where we wanted to do that service. So there was a nursing home near the campus where we would go visit with elderly patients that didn't have a lot of family to come and visit them. So they would pair the students with these residents at the home and we got to know these residents and because they didn't have anybody to tell their stories to or just anybody show any interest in them. So, you know, we formed relationships with some of these senior citizens and it was very powerful. And uh, another service area that was soup kitchens. I was trying to think the soup kitchens and we uh, would go serve, prepare the meals and then serve and the needy. Yeah. And then uh, another one was we would take patients that lived in um the place was called Agnew and it was for the mentally God, what are my words today? I am so sorry. Uh mentally and physically handicapped. Uh it was yeah. like a residential home for them because their families couldn't care for them. Right. So we would take them to mass, to church so that they could worship. But yeah. um that was our the way that they were teaching us compassion for our fellow human beings. So. I love that. I think there's lots of ways we can practice compassion for ourselves and for others. Yeah, I agree. Well, be compassionate to yourself today, to others around you. We're all co-creating reality together. So let's make it a good one. Go out there today and be a human body, you guys. It's a weird, fun, wacky, crazy experience. Well, and grace is part of it. So like, would layer grow into being as compassionate as you can possibly be. So give yourself grace. Just do what you can today. Yeah. It doesn't you don't have to go from zero to sixty. Just be as compassionate as you can today. Hold that. Yeah. And try to add on to it when you can. Amen. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher. Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.